Hey, this this demure, very beautiful, tall, dark brunette woman testifying. I'm guessing maybe what, 29 years old. She's got quite the mouth on her. First of all, let's listen to her. Uh, let's listen to her beautiful voice when she's, you know, on, on the cameras on the microphone. Go ahead. But when we were in the offstage announced tent, I was part of a conversation. I was in the I was in the vicinity of a conversation where I overheard the president say something to the effect of. You know, I, I don't effing care that they have weapons. They're not here to hurt me. Take the effing bags away. Let my people in. They can march to the Capitol from here. Let the people in. Take the effing bags away. All right. So um, take the bags away. Now, she was texting a moment ago. And we saw her text messages. She wasn't saying effing, if you know what I mean. She was saying the whole word. Um, ratting out the president. I mean, just uh, trying to make him look bad. I think that's what's happening here. Um, very strange. A lot of strange things are going on. I'd like to bring in Derek Evans. Derek, an American politician, and unfortunately, I believe, technically, is he a convicted felon? He'll tell us in a moment. He served as a member of the West Virginia House of Delegates, but he was there uh, on January 6th, and he got into uh, a lot of trouble, and I believe he may be going to jail soon. Look, I feel that so many of these folks have been unfairly persecuted and prosecuted, and it strikes me that uh, Derek Evans is one of them. Derek, can you hear me? Are you on the phone? Yes, sir, I am. Thank you for having me. Well, welcome to the show. I understand you recently entered a guilty plea? Yes, sir. What did you plead guilty to? It ended up being civil disorder, and I was sentenced to three months in federal prison. Uh, When do you start your prison sentence uh i'm still waiting instructions to self-surrender so i should hear something in the next few weeks as to when that'll take place how old are you i'm 37 37 so um you went to you went to the capitol on january 6th did you actually go inside the capitol I did. Yep, I was on the east side of the of the building and walked through uh, the the doors on that side. And tell me the charge that you pleaded guilty to again. Uh, f- uh, felony civil disorder. Felony civil disorder, and you're only going to jail for three months. I mean, let's face it; they've been throwing the book at some of these guys. <laughs> Sounds to me like you. Well, did you walk in? Uh, did you? Was the door open? Did you break anything? Uh, what happened? I actually walked through. Uh, everyone was peaceful and respectful. I walked straight over to a police officer um, who thanked him for his service, told him, you know, we was not there to cause any trouble. He gave me a fist bump, so I walked on inside. And when you pointed this out to the court, uh, you know, like to me, you're off the hook. I mean, I saw it myself. I saw cops letting people inside. I've seen video of it. I've played it a million times. I mean, it's a, it's a public curiosity. Something's going on there. I got you can get close and walk on in. You didn't break in. So what did they say to that? Or what did your lawyer say? I mean, why doesn't that wash as a defense here? Well, the, at the end of the day, they, they did the same thing to me as they have done to a lot of these other people, which is, uh, you know, slap that uh, obstruction of an official proceeding charge on you, which is comes with a maximum of 20 years. And um, so at, at one point I was facing 24 years in prison and, you know, I've got four young kids and, and a wife and um, it's been a, it's been an, an emotional roller coaster to say the least. Well, um, that's pretty wild, man. That's pretty wild. I guess has your life, when were you arrested? Uh, I was one of the very first people arrested. Uh, it was either January 8th or January 9th, somewhere, somewhere around in there. And how much time did you have to do? How much time have you done in jail already? 
So luckily I was only there for that uh, one day. Um, I was able to get out and I've been able to be home with my family as we've been fighting, you know, this legal battle, which was huge. My wife was nine months pregnant at the time uh, with her fourth child. And um, as you said earlier, I mean, I'm very fortunate and, uh, and I think I'm thankful that I was able to be home with my family during this time, as opposed to sitting, you know, in solitary confinement, you know, in the DC jail, like some of my, um, uh, the other people have been treated. Sure, sure. Now, look, you were actually in you were holding office. You were a, in the House of Delegates for West Virginia. That in New York, that's like being a, a state assemblyman. You were a representative. Um, how did this affect your political career? Uh, well, you know, at the time, uh, at the advice of my lawyer, I resigned my seat, um, which ended up, you know, the judge ended up finding favor in that. So I guess it was a good thing in, in that in that regard. But I can tell you, I have a ton of support here. Uh, I've had constituents come up to me and shake my hand and thank me for uh, having the guts to stand up and, and speak up for them and to represent them. Um, so they were they were actually happy to have someone who had enough guts to do that. All right. Well, uh, three months in jail. Damn. Do we know it's going to be, you know, minimum security? It's got to be minimum security. It's got to be, you know, I, I hope it's not going to be you know, maximum security. Believe it or not, I've heard of people, if it's 90 days, if it's less than 90 days, they have to send you to like a maximum security because they don't have the turnover, something to do with that. Are you aware of, you know, what jail they put you to? You may not necessarily get a light prison, a club fed, if you will. That That is correct. I'm not for sure where I will be going, but I was told that uh, exactly like you just said, uh, with such a uh, small amount of time, it's really wherever they find uh, find uh, room for me at the end of the day. So I'm hoping it's somewhere uh, minimal, but at the end of the day, we'll get through three months of anything. So where are you right now? I'm at my house in uh, in Wayne County, West Virginia. So, uh, you know, I've seen movies about guys. I'm not I'm not trying to make light of this, but they talk to prison consultants, guys who have been there. You know, how, what do you, how do you maximize your time? How do you get along? How do you protect yourself? Have you been preparing for that? I have been trying to as much as possible. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Derek Evans, um, you know, look, I, I don't think you should be going to jail. I just don't. I, you probably made the right decision though with uh, what they may have done. They could have thrown the book at you. Uh, it seems totally unfair. Is there anything, anything we can do for you? I mean, what would, what would you like to say? Is there any way a person could help you? Uh, just continue to pray for myself and, and my other, you know, January 6th defendants. I want to thank you for uh, providing good coverage for this. Um, there's a lot of people who are still fighting their legal battles. They can't speak out yet, but I can assure you that, um, you know, I, I've watched intently, you know, with the people who are, who are providing, you know, accurate coverage of this. Uh, so just continue to pray for us and don't don't forget about the people who are, you know, at the end of the day going to be held as political prisoners. Yeah, political prisoners indeed. This is so what the Soviet Union used to do. I guess Russia does today, China, other countries do this. They're getting away with it. The fake news is letting it happen. It shouldn't be just me and a handful of others in the media ecosystem sticking up for you guys. Quite frankly, it should be the Department of Justice. There should be lawyers there threatening to resign because you guys have been so abused. This is out of control, out of control. And it's because you are to the right politically it's because you're a trump supporter that's it that's it we all saw the antics of these crazy people upset with the roe v wade decision somehow that was seen as a uh, as beautiful and righteous right truth to power and all that stuff have you noticed the different in coverage and treatment 
Oh, absolutely. You know, we watched them burn down cities all, all summer long leading up to, to the elections. We watched them pound on the doors during the Kavanaugh hearings inside the building. Um, we, we've watched them stand now stand outside of the homes of Supreme Court justices, and they are not only praised that the, you know, the Democrat politicians, uh, Chuck Schumer and those type of people cheer them on and, 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 and encourage them to do those things. And then they want to try to label myself and other people who walk through some doors uh, exercising our freedom of speech, uh, you know, as domestic terrorists. And um, it's it's been it's been crazy. It is crazy indeed. I I hope very much one day you can look back and laugh at this. I, I, and maybe that day will come. I also know this, and something tells me you do too. If you look at the Bible, there are a million examples of something great and amazing happening from the lowest of the low moments. And uh, lots yeah. of people in that big book went to jail, as you know, falsely accused and whatnot. So uh, have you thought about that? I have absolutely thought about that, and I'm going to spend my three months in there, um, you know, rereading my Bible and the Constitution and just going to really dive into all of that. I'm not going to waste three months of my life. I'm going to come out as a, uh, you know, even more in-depth knowledge of the Constitution as well as the Bible. For one, sure. one other thing. Have you thought about um, with this hanging over your head? Are you able, were you able to work? I mean, this has got to be just such an inconvenience and a huge expense, lawyers and everything like that. So tell me your favor. Just tell me from the time you were arrested to right about now, you know, how have you been spending your time? Oh, man. Well, luckily, I do work for myself. I uh, run, run a real estate business, but it is this is very came very close to bankrupting us. And that was one of the other decisions to uh, go ahead and plead guilty when uh, when the time came. Um, you know, it's, we've, we've refinanced homes, we've sold homes, we've, you know, it's, it's been very, very tough. Uh, once again, having four kids, having a newborn throughout all of this, it's been extremely rough. Um, but we've been able to weather the storm. Uh, we're going to get this behind us. And, um, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to stop fighting for, you know, what I believe in. So I love it, man. Keep in touch. All right. Let me know if I can help. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. All right. Derek Evans, everybody. Derek Evans. Remember that name. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.